A mom's love, faith, and pain one year after the unimaginable. We talk with Remy Lawrence, whose 13-year-old son, Tyler, was murdered last year in Mattapan. We check in with her. How's she doing? What's important to her? What does she want us to know? And how do we remember Tyler together? Please come back and join us tomorrow for that conversation. You're listening to Radio Boston. Next up now, Lynn and some programs there supporting youth. Life Seen in Roca, both nonprofits, they help kids focus on their futures, build skills and aspirations, and where necessary, avoid the cycle of violence. And that last part has been especially critical after shootings in December that shook the community and killed two teenagers. We have three guests here. Selvin Chambers is the executive director of Life Scene. Joseph Frenari is the director of Roca Inc. He oversees their work in both Lynn and Chelsea. And Christopher Mullins was a Roca kid in Lynn and now works there. Let's go down the line. Selvin, welcome. Thank you for having us. It's great to have you. Joseph, welcome. Thank you very much. It's great. I'm not sure your mics are up. We might do that again in a second. And Christopher, welcome to you as well. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. So listen, Christopher, I want to start with you because this is fascinating, right? You have a formal title now. You're the Transitional Employment Program Coordinator at ROCA, but you were a ROCA kid. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. How old were you when you started in the ROCA program? I was 21. Okay. And Joseph was your mentor, yes? Uh, no, actually, um, Henry Ty was. Henry Ty was. I think I mistook it for Joseph because, Joseph, you have this incredible look of pride on I your do. face right I now. Why, come a little closer to the mic and tell me why. I do, because Chris has come a long way. Chris is, uh, really uh, exemplifies the work that Roca does with young people, transforming their lives and, and building them up to be successful. And Chris has, in, in, I'm going to embarrass him right now, he has done such a wonderful job in the work that he's done with Roca. It's amazing what he's done in his transition to the workplace and how he works with young people now and continues to do that. Continues to do that. So, Chris, when you were 21, did you need Roca? Yeah. Um, at that time, I was kind of just drifting around, not making the best decisions. Yeah. And why did you need Roca to help you? Well, if um, if Roca didn't, you know, make their way into my life, I would definitely either be strung out on drugs or be doing a bid. Uh, a bid being time uh, mm -hmm. incarcerated. Yes. And, you know, Roca's approach of uh, sort of knocking and knocking and knocking at your door until you say yes, uh, how hard was it to get you to say yes? I think it took Henry on the better end of two months to even get me to agree to go to lunch with him. And how did he get you to agree? What finally wore you down? I actually, I Googled Roca because um, at that time, Roca didn't have a big presence in Lynn, so I didn't know what it was. I didn't, you know, I was living in uh, what we say with the CBT language, like my bottom brain. So Cognitive behavioral therapy mm -hmm. language, yeah. Yep. So I honestly thought it was some type of weird undercover law enforcement thing trying to grab me for something I was doing. Mm -hmm. So everyone else is cracking up in the room, right? That must be a pretty typical thing. Uh, Selvin Chambers of Life Scene, when reaching out to young people, do they often suspect you of ulterior motives like that? Sometimes they do. And we have great partnerships, so sometimes uh, young people in our program get referred. But there's always a little bit of skepticism about what's going to happen. And sometimes they think, well, it's too good to be true. You're up to something. Yeah. So, Christopher, what what, what was the moment where you sort I don't know what the word is. Is it crossed over, transition, started to trust? What's that What's that phrase? Um, it was probably a, another maybe solid month or two when 
you know, I, I really like started building that trust with Henry, who was my youth worker at the time. Um, I, he was just, he was always there. And then I, w- I would also see him always be there for the other guys that was on his caseload. Cause like I said, at that time, Lynn, what, uh, and Lynn Roker didn't have a big presence. So like the first Lynn caseload, it was all of us who grew up together or in school. So, you know, word of mouth and things like that. And then, you know, you hear about the youth worker going out at three o'clock in the morning and picking this dude up because he's, you know, intoxicated or, you know, got into a, a little scuffle or whatever. And just him always being there uh, with all of us. And so over time, they engaged with you to do cognitive behavioral therapy. They helped you with life skills and employment. Mm-hmm. What do you do now at Roca? So I, I do more um, the employment stuff. I, I oversee the, our transitional employment program, um, which helps a lot of our young people who haven't had jobs before, or if they have, they have trouble holding on to it. So we get to teach them the soft skills and hard skills that go along with the workforce that help try to help them be successful in that area. Okay, so here's where we are. We're speaking with Christopher Mullins, who was uh, a young person in the ROCA program, now works there. And we also have here Joseph Fernari, who's a director of ROCA, Inc., oversees work in Chelsea and Lynn, and Selvin Chambers, who's the executive director of Life Scene. Here's what we're doing. We're looking at strong programs in Lynn that are helping young people like Christopher Mullins um, find a new path, right? And now let's talk about why that's so important. Selvin, you know, um, Life Scene has been active in one way or another since the 1800s, right? Tell me why it's important to be present in the lives of young people in Lynn today. Well, young people are impressionable first and foremost, and sometimes their mentors that they look up come from places that are right in front of them. And when you talk about violence and other social issues in the community, sometimes that's what their outlet is. And so the importance of having programs like ROCA, uh, Life Scene, or even the plethora of other programs like Girls Inc., uh, Food Project, there are a lot of avenues for young people to engage in, and it's really important to have positive people in front of our young people. So, and I'll hit some difficult numbers here. This is from the Lynn Police Department, uh, their 2022 annual report. There was a 75% increase in murder in 2022 in Lynn, a 46% increase in robbery, an 8% increase in assault, um, a 2% drop in rape. So those are, those are, that's an encouraging number, but those are tough numbers. I waited Joseph Fernari to bring those numbers in because in the media we are often criticized for starting with what's bad, right, and framing everything there. Um, and instead, what we wanted to do was rise to that criticism and start with the strengths of the programs that are working with kids and recognizing what is magic uh, in the potential of kids. There's a lot of potential in young people and, and through the strength of Roker, and we deal with the highest risk youth out in the community. Um, we want to build, and we build on with transformational relationships. We want to be able to make change and establish change with young people and utilize the tools in our toolbox, uh, cognitive behavior theory, when we would deal with young people, to get that uh, to have a, that pause in their life that they'll be able to stop before they make that the bad decision in a sense, okay, and have them think about that. And we find that, you know, the, the 115 young people that we have caseload in Lynn um, that we're working with, it, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. 
but we find that our youth workers go out every single day. We don't. We want to be there. We're committed to the community, committed to establishing change with the community, with the work that we do and the skill sets that we give our young people. Uh, we, we have a comfortability with them. We, we create a relationship where they feel safe and they want to come into the building and be with us. They know that at any point in time, as Chris stated, uh, the relationship they build with the youth worker, they can call them at any point in time, day or night, and they'll always be there by their side supporting them. And then it was we also build within the community. We build with our community partners. We build with the mayor's office. We build with our local law enforcement. Because if we live in a silo, we cannot do this alone. We need everybody in the community to help. Every and kid is the village. Every kid, kid yes. is is it needs help. So um, I'm going to pause for a second. Um, I was not. I am not a licensed therapist, um, but I taught in a graduate school of social work, and I can tell listeners cognitive behavioral therapy is a form of therapy that works on reframing your thinking. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't. It's not analysis. It's a form of reframing thinking. So Christopher Mullins, help me for a minute. Uh, when CBT is working for a, a kid, and they take that moment of pause and they make a different decision, tell me what that looks like, either from your own life or from a kid you've worked with now as a, as a team member at ROCA. I, I mean, it, it, it's different all around. Like for me, using it, it's the difference between using and non-using. Drugs. Yeah. Um, for somebody else, it could be the difference between assaulting somebody and not assaulting somebody or even self-harm. You know what I mean? So, you know, you learn the skills and, you know, you practice it over time and, you, you know, you get a little better at it, and then it becomes second nature. And, you know, that one to two second pause can change your life. Is there a skill that you can tell me you use? Is it like a, a, a breathe count to five? Is it a wait a minute? Act on your values. So there's emotion-driven behavior and act on um, emotion-driven behavior and act, um, I'm freezing right now. No, Sorry. you're doing um, great. Acting uh, on your values, right? Yeah, Which is what, yeah, you, what you care essentially, about. Essentially, yeah. So it, emotion-driven behavior is, you know, I'm pissed off, so. It's okay. I'm gonna, we'll be okay. Keep going. Just keep talking. Gonna, Just don't do it again. Um, I'm going to go, you know, get messed up. Yeah. Um, compared to what acting in line with my values would be, would be like, all right, well, I have a wife and I have two kids at home. Yeah. So, you know, even though I'm in a bad place right now, I need to make sure that I, I get through this in a safer manner so I can be there for them. So, so this is really interesting, Sullivan Chambers, this idea of helping. I mean, th these are life skills, right? Learning that difference between when I'm angry and I want to do something, which as a woman of a certain age, I still have those feelings, right? And recognizing what my life commitments are and what my values are. Those are just really important life skills. And everyone needs those. Most definitely. So one of our pr programs that we have well, all of our programs really focus on skill development, right? We want young people and families to leave our organization better than they came, and they have skills. One particular program is Project Success, and that's a career and workforce development program. And when we learn through young people, at some time they want to get paid, right? So through this workforce and career development program, it's a 16-week program where they learn soft and hard skills they learn public speaking. So I was going to say, tell me a soft yeah. and tell me a hard skill. So, so the public speaking and the engagement, right? How to show up on time for, for work, right? How to dress for success. And within that curriculum, we also teach sex education and, and social justice. So we want them to be prepared to be good citizens. And after the 16 weeks, we have a debrief with them to see what did they learn. They start goals at the beginning did they reach some of their short and long-term goals? And that's really important for young people. If you put goals in front of them and you listen to what they're trying to achieve and help them go on that pathway, 
Most of them will be successful, but they need that guiding light. So one of the things that strikes me about this, Joseph Fernari of Roca, is this is loving work. Uh, and again, the smile. I mean, I can see the love on your face. Well, you, you know, it's one thing. Uh, CEO Molly Baldwin it always comes back to love. And our young people, um, no matter how hard it gets, if you show a little love and affection, you really build that relationship. You know, I can remember one of the first kids you try to go wrap your arm around, they pull away from you. And then once you develop that relationship, they're in, they're hugging you. They want to come see you. They want to come talk to you. So it's really, if you want to really work with the, the hardest kids to work with, get a benefit out of it and watch them grow, just like I watch this gentleman to my right-hand side, Chris Mullins grow. Um, it's really exciting and very reward, rewarding work. So now let's put some moments in Lynn recently in context, right? And again, I want to be really transparent. We had a conversation as a team on Radio Boston about how to do this right. Uh, Two youth were killed two days after Christmas in shootings. There were uh, shootings a few days before that. They really created a rupture for high school students in Lynn uh, and in the community. We are challenged not to start there. We're challenged to start with what's strong, but also acknowledge what's happening and acknowledge that that is part of a larger set of systems around uh, underfunding and disinvestment and gun policy, you know, and I want to name all of that. How do you want us to think about that part of it, Christopher Mullins of Roca? You know, do, do, do do, do we need to be keeping those moments of tragedy in mind? Do you want us not thinking about them for the kids um, you know, who are are grieving friends that they lost? Do we not talk about it? Do we talk about it a lot? What's the broader community's best way to show up for kids in a moment like this? Do you understand what I'm trying to ask you? Well, you, you need to talk about it, and you need to talk about it with the youth, but it's how you talk about it. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing. If, you know, you can't, for the young people who are involved in the violence firsthand, you can't talk about them as if they're criminals. It's a reality of where we live. And, and not just in Lynn, just in any way. Violence is a, a real thing. So it's how you talk about it. And, you know, and when you talk about it and, you know, you, you don't want to preach on about it. And, you know, you guys said earlier, love. Love is a big thing. You have to come at it from a place with love and sincerity. Yeah. Um, and it takes more than one conversation. You know, sometimes I feel like we, you'll have an uptick in something, whether it's violence, drug overdoses, whatever, and it's all over the place. Everybody makes a big deal about it, and then it calms down, and then people forget about it. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Lynn. I lived in Lynn 90% of my life. And it's the, the violence that you guys are talking about is nothing new to me because I've seen it. It, it. it goes, it climbs, and then it drops down a little bit, then it goes and climbs. But when it's a, at a height, everybody's up in arms. But then when it, when, it, when it goes down, it's like, all right, out of sight, out of mind. We can't allow that to happen. And that's why it's important for organizations like Roca and, and everything else to be out there with the young people because that's the constant um, conversation that's being had yeah. and, and with, that comes with the love and everything like that. And Salvin, that constant drumbeat message is? Well, you've got to first and foremost meet the young people where they are at, right? And when you talk about the violence, you should 
acknowledge it, right? But you don't lead with it, right? You want to make sure there's a positive approach to how you engage these young people and show them the outlets to it, right? Because some people dramatize and over-dramatize violence. Violence is not good. But if you look at our music videos, if you look at social media, they make that be the life. I haven't met one young person, right, who's in that life who likes looking over their shoulder every minute. They're yeah. looking for someone to engage them, to put them on a pathway to success. So, uh, Joseph Frenari, just build on that. Wait, so then... You answered it. Show up. Don't give up. Always be there. Be present. Always commit to the young people. Um, build in the community. Build with everyone in the community. Be stronger. Um, you'll, you'll never forget what happens to a young person. You will never forget that. And that resonates throughout the whole organization and the team, especially it adversely affects the team ind individually and as a group. You mean the workers? The workers, absolutely, because they have to go out now. There's a thought, on them, you know, what's going to happen? You know, what, what happened with this young person? Am I going to walk into this? So now we sit and we, 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 we work as a team together and what the approach is going to be. We're not going to be reactionary. We're going to continue the good work that Roka does every single day get out talk to the young people continue to talk to young people build with the young people build with the community and let everybody know out, out there that we are here to serve you we want to help you and on that note joseph fernari director of roca incorporated oversees the work in both lynn and chelsea christopher mullins uh, came through the roca program and is now the transitional employment program coordinator and selvin chambers who is the executive director of life scene who's been serving the community for almost hundreds of years now 1885 there you go thank you to all three of you for being here thank you thank thanks you. for having us